0: Time to welcome our guest for today. She's someone I've been dying to meet since I first heard her music a couple years ago. Finally met her this summer in Manchester at Parklife after we both played. She's a DJ, she's a producer, vocalist, songwriter and live electronic artist. Um, And she's been winning over the hearts in her native Australia and globally with Dreamy Productions. I'm talking about Pretty Girl who's with us in the studio. So happy we could do this finally. I'm so happy. Yay. Yay. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. how are you
2: having? doing? I'm good. Um, I'm feeling relaxed. I've just been on on holiday in Portugal, so mm. I'm actually feeling very rejuvenated and ready to
3: get back to working hard. Okay,
0: good. It's important yeah. to have a little break. Like Katie, you've just been in Berlin.
3: Yeah, I literally got back from Berlin on Monday. Amazing. Yeah. Was that a break though? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, not for my liver, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been to Berlin? Berlin?
2: I went when I was 19 and I think I was just a bit young to fully understand what Berlin is about. Um, like I got kicked back from clubs for being too young.
3: Oh.
2: Um, but I'm going, I'm actually going back in two weeks time. So I'm excited to go back a bit older and wiser. Are you
0: playing or just going for fun? I'm
2: just going for fun. Yeah. A bunch of my friends are over from Australia, just on their own Europe trips. Um, so we've decided to meet up there and I'm really excited
0: Sick. I hope you have the best yeah. time. I Thank mean, you. it's great that you've been here, like living in London, yeah, doing loads of shows. Like I said, we met at Park Life. I believe we had an arm wrestle. We did. I believe I won. Mm yeah you did <laughs> but hey anything could happen I hope you've been working out yeah, since then. Yeah, yeah 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 next tour not this year but okay. next tour okay it's it's all over <laughs> fine I will take you up on that um but no, how has the UK been how's living in London been
2: it's honestly been amazing yeah I really I wasn't expecting to love it this much um, but I have just found it to be so inspiring so exciting um, it's great to be in the action you know like being from Australia mm. does often feel like we're so isolated from the rest of the world um, and so coming over and just like being where where it's all happening is just so so exciting.
0: Okay favorite bit and least favorite bit of London um, slash UK.
2: Ah, uh, okay I'm just gonna lead with my least favorite bit so many things just don't work <laughs> <laughs> yep and like I, this is one observation that I've found about Australia is like we well maybe just maybe just like me, but like we are a complaining people. Mm. Like when things don't work in London, I'm like, why is no one like yelling? Like <laughs> what, why is no what one kind
3: of, what kind of stuff does not work?
2: Like the like the tube, like getting on the tube <laughs> and the train just stops. And they're just like, <laughs> you all have to get off. But everyone's just like, All right. And just gets <laughs> off. And I'm like, if this like in Melbourne, like, the train will get delayed for 20 minutes and you'll hear people audibly being like,
0: oh, "This is ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, but everyone just cops it here. Babe, I mean, like, like the train strikes, for example, like, yeah. the trains just, like, don't work. Or if you're going to Manchester, it could take you 10 hours. Yeah. And that's just how it is these days. And people just,
2: but people just, like, put, they just cop it on the chin, mm. you know? Like, they're just people, I feel like people are very resilient. We're very, yeah. Polite. very yeah. polite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely
3: okay. we need yeah. to get a bit of a bit of rage i think mm, a little bit yeah. more rage
2: i mean obviously like australians like stereotypically are very chill but i think like i don't know people are just so like melbourne's are, the quality of life's really high in melbourne and like ev- most things work really well so i think people like don't really know what it's like to be in a city where things just straight up just don't work
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so
2: it's been like it's been good for my like I'm I'm very grateful now
0: yeah you're <laughs> like, gonna go back like oh this is amazing literally like, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: okay what about <laughs> yeah. favorite bit favorite bit I mean just the energy
2: like the energy of London is so unique and it's just I think I, and, like this sort of ties into the part that I don't like about it as well as I think because life is like I don't know, harder here. Um, you know, the cost of living's higher and like there's the populations bigger. Um, I think it makes people work really hard. Mm. And so there's like a palpable energy of like just things happening and people making things and like pushing. And um, I think that it's just such an infectious energy and I really like it. It's my favorite thing
0: about London.
3: Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's a great answer, to be fair. Thank you.
0: (laughs) It is. And in terms of like UK artists, like I know you've just been working with Jasper Tigner. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, yeah, are there any artists that you've been working with or connected with while you've been here?
2: Yeah, um, like Jasper and I have been working on a song that Hopefully, one day we will release. Okay. Um, and I've also been working with Cameo Blush, nice. Um, who like was one of my favorite producers? Still is one of my favorite producers. Um, like before I came over, who else? I was like trying when I first got out over here. I wanted to do like a million sessions, and I was so inspired. Mm. But I had to dial it back a little bit because I got a bit overwhelmed. But yeah, that's who I've been working with so far.
0: Okay. I mean, it's interesting because like one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about is how many Australian artists mm. that, that are like killing it over here <laughs> in, in the UK and Europe and like, I call it the Aussie explosion because there's so many like yourself, Skin on Skin. I met Juicy Romance for the first time recently, oh Human Love Movement, X Cub, yeah. AK Sports, Sura Singer and like the whole Steel City Dance Disc crew. What, what's going on here?
2: That's such a good question. <laughs> I think it's like um, in Australia, the scene is very small and kind of familial. Mm. And so like there's a lot of acts that like know each other and sort of get like bolstered by that. Like it's it's sort of like a, like a family sort of thing, you know. And in terms of like why they're over here, I think it's because like you do... If you get the opportunity to come over here, you're going to take it because mm. there's just so much happening here.
0: The reason I ask is because it's not just like there's loads of Australia, like there's loads of incredible, like forward Thank thinking, you. like yourself, like when I first heard Phase two years ago Effie showed it to me oh true yeah. yeah yeah and I literally became obsessed with you I think I messaged you like "Hi, oh, I love your shoes <laughs> and then like just seeing you develop and like hearing your new EP one night one time and 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 in fact I'm gonna I put this uh, later but I'm gonna go there now yeah cool. when I went to your like live show at Phonox was your date was it like your debut headline Lon- London show yes right yeah, yeah, yeah. which is huge I was so excited to see you, I stood behind you, definitely not meant to take videos in there, but I was taking videos <laughs> and just like watching you like do all this stuff of hardware, singing, whatever. Incredible. But the fact that the crowd in London at like one of your debut shows were like singing along. Oh my God. And like banging on the glass of Phonox by the DJ booth and like jumping and like that was incredible to witness. It was incredible for me to witness
2: it was like a just an insane feeling um
0: like the the other side
2: of the world it makes me go like what (laughs) like how the hell do you guys know this like it's 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 mind blowing for me as well um yeah I just I it's still it's still really insane to me that like my music's had that sort of reach and like Mm. yeah that people come
3: down and like knew the lyrics Mm. Fornox is is a sick club and it's big as well yeah it's my favorite club for sure yeah, amazing. yeah.
2: I, I loved it. And also like the process of playing live there, like, you know, I, I don't really get to play that many like club live shows. Mm. So it was so amazing to like have, you know, like what, like a meter of space between me and the audience and like be on the same level. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like, one of the best things about it. It was beautiful. Like I just, I could just feel the energy of everybody in the, like if it, it felt like it was, I was with the room instead of like me playing to the room, if that makes sense. Mm. I think it helps so that special. you're not on
3: like a big stage. I yeah. feel like the stage can like yeah. really separate. Like, yeah, yeah. But for Knox, it's it's fairly like level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Them? Pretty much. It was yeah. It was amazing. Wow. What what do you think it is about your music that's connected like
0: outside of Australia? I feel like it's a pretty accessible sound.
2: Mm. Like, I feel like... um, How would you sum up up your sound? Oh, I don't even know. Um, (laughs) It's like left field, like the genre would be like left field electronic. Mm. Or or you could just call it house. Like, I guess the rhythms sort of um, go in that direction. But I would call it left field electronica. Okay. But in terms of like how it's reached over here... Um, I think also like releasing with Steel City Dance Discs, who it's funny because like they're Australian as well, but Mm -hmm. they're a London based label um, and they have like a lot of um, like a a lot of uh, like a big audience from the UK. So that definitely would have that definitely helped. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. And and let's talk about your EP as well. One Night One Time. Yeah. Beautiful. Big fan. (laughs) Big, big fan. Uh, Yeah. Tell me about it.
2: It came out in April this year. So it actually hasn't been out for that long. Mm. Um, but it took me a long time to write it. And I think I learned a lot about my creative process and like the right way to approach. Well, for me, the right way to approach writing, um, like to making a piece of work. And I know what I did right and I know what I did wrong. And it's kind of like
0: given me a lot to take into the next one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I just love that in fact actually what some of the artists I mentioned earlier Sura Singer, Juicy Romance, a lot of yourself a lot of women Mm. producers I think are making really interesting music at the moment because like if you think about like how and there's still not many women producers in Mm. terms of like cis, cis men but like now that there is like this whole new wave of like women and minority genders making music like a lot of women are like using their voices or doing things Mm. differently to how like traditionally say a man would do it of like the canon of electronic music and i just think it's really interesting to listen to because it's like something a bit different and the fact that you are like writing lyrics and singing as well and like the way you're using that within your left field electronica is different because it hasn't really been done before like in the same way do you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah not in the same i mean there's a couple artists that do sing on their own Mm. Um, songs. and like i've I was inspired by that. But yeah, I think like you know there being more like women and like gender minority producers in the scene now, it does actually just create so much more opportunity for different music because like that's there's just so many new voices, mm. like so many new perspectives on the world that are being able to share that. and that's I think it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I mean, Juicy Romance, I'm a Juicy
3: Bitch, get your name up.
0: My lips. Like, I was yeah. like,
3: yeah. like, yes. <laughs> who, who have been the other artists who have inspired you? Mm.
2: In terms of like my sound, like probably my biggest one is like Jacques Green, who's a Canadian mm. producer. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, like, I just love his music so much. Like, obviously, Bortet, Bicep, Kelly Lee Owens, there's a, a group from Melbourne actually that I have I'm such a such a super fan of um called Clo, that I've been listening to for like six or seven years now yeah.
3: um and then uh yeah so a lot of those artists kind of do have the similar vibes to you where it's like it sounds amazing in like a club mm-hmm. setting but it also is like super nice to just like be Listen on a train and like yeah put on or whatever like I think that's something that's like really cool about your music as well It's like so um what's the word like um versatile versatile that's what i was looking for like it's not just like it doesn't have to be like 4am and everyone Mm. be like fucked off their face but that also can happen like yeah
2: totally it's like
3: good for Mm. different moods and different good for the club good for the
2: walk home exactly yeah that's always been the that's always been the um the what's the word No, I'm forgetting my word (laughs) that's always been the I'll go with agenda um but like I've always been drawn to electronic music that has that sort of emotional edge or that you know that the the warmth or like the feeling the emotion and so that's I guess that's where my sound has come from you know like I think it's electronic music specifically like all the the emotional like electronic music has just always done something to me that's like so I can't describe it and I I just had to make my own.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. How did you like get to this point where you're playing live as well as DJing and production?
2: Yeah. So I actually played live before I started DJing. Okay. Um cuz I just always like I've, I've been making music since I was a teenager and then someone asked me if I wanted to do an opening set at so, uh, like a like a band room in Melbourne when I was 18 and I was like okay so I I had a um Novation keyboard with the pads and some faders and some midi um controls and I was like screw it I'll make a live set um and then I think from there it's just all it's just I've just been scaling it up ever since like ever since it was just me and a keyboard like I'll just add every year I've just like leveled up my skill and like added you know um, I added the push and then I added the drum machine, and then I added the synthesizer, and then I added um the Kp3, and then I started doing it all through the DJ mixer. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, it's just it's just a really long, slow process.
0: Wow. Yeah. And like when you were first making music, like was mm-hmm. that electronic, or do you have like a dark history of making something else? It's oy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have
2: a dark history of making soft bedroom pop. <laughs> Don't we all? Nice. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's that's sort of like what my first couple songs were. Um, like I, I loved like uh, the Japanese house, like M eighty three, and I was a really big majestic casual head. Nice. And so yeah. I just I just loved that stuff. Um, so I was making. Like on Garage Band on like my family computer. Like I was I learned how to make the notes and like how to edit the synths. Yeah. And I was making little, little songs. Um and then I started I bought Ableton in 2017. Um and then I mean Ableton's like it's a it's a big learning curve. So mm. it's taken me I still am a little bit like I don't really know how to use it, but
0: but I think um, it's just like you experimenting and using it in your way. Cause there's like yeah. there's no right or wrong way to use it, you know?
2: Totally. Yeah. And um, I think I also like made my best music when I didn't really know how to make music, mm. you know, I, I think I'm, I'm sort of like learning now how to make gen- like make the music I want to make with the skills that I have. But I feel like previously when I was more um, like held back by my lack of knowledge, it was actually way easier to make good music.
0: Mm. It was freeing. You were just like yeah. playing whatever came out. I down.
2: just said like that's how I want it to sound. That sounds good, sick. You mm-hmm. know? Like even Sun Phase, like when I when I made Sun Phase, which is like it's been a very successful song, um, I don't really know what was going on, you know. Like I didn't I in terms of like the structure, the mixing. Well, like, even like, there's a song that I have on Spotify called Rely Vocal Lime and Sad Remix, and um, that, that song is literally like no mix, no master. I recorded the vocals with a Rode NT USB mm. microphone, like, wow, you know, yeah, yeah, um, proper DIY, so DIY, but people like, people love that song, like, it's, it's, yeah. and you know, I think this is one thing I'm realising recently is like I I have to try to not get too technical and like I have to try to not get too like obsessed with –
3: uh the production mm. like it has to be kind of just vibes especially only. when you're trying to get across that like emotional element yeah I feel yeah. like the, in a lot of ways the rawer that is the the better yeah we actually saw a photo on your spotify as well right at the bottom of you oh uh, like that's yeah. Photoshop. is it yeah oh. I, I wasn't three years old doing it I was, I was gonna <laughs> say it was like <laughs> we, we were looking at that and we were like yeah it's really cute well, so you, so is I that wish. your family computer you sat there that's like that photo
2: was taken maybe like in 2003 so it definitely didn't have Ableton on it <laughs> the original, original picture
0: is like Microsoft Paint and I'm drawing like scribbles oh, I used to love Microsoft Paint I like, used to st- Yeah, well, still love I, I don't put enough time in my week to to just sit and draw and paint and maybe yeah, yeah. bring back Microsoft Paint what does paint even look like these days like the still, 2023 still pretty oh are you similar. still using it
3: well not anymore <laughs> is that I've actually moved where to- you make your music microsoft paint <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah um that's my secret shit all right we'll edit that out so no one takes it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i used to i used to work um full-time in a like at a bank doing customer service and i would get really bored and i just make like elaborate drawings on
3: paint mm-hmm. um so I, I'm pretty across it. Okay. It's an absolute nightmare when you turn around and your boss is like stood over you and you've got Microsoft Paint.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like drawing, like, there's like someone on
2: the
3: How phone. do you explain that? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Why is there no money in the account? I like, know, yeah. so, I would have someone some like, pictures,
2: like some yelling at me, being like,
3: you took on, on my money, like I hate this bank. And i just be like, yeah, like drawing like a picture of a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> that's only going to wind them up even more yeah. well. no,
2: it's alright to anyone listening I was very very capable and serious at my job
0: <laughs> we'll move on from the mic. Yeah. Um but talking about Sunphase because I just I know it's like two years old now or- two years old yeah. yeah yeah but I just I do just love it I just love it like mm. what, what does that song mean to you and also where does the yes come from yes so um
2: I started writing Sunphase in COVID like when when Melbourne went into lockdown and I was just like obviously I was just missing going out so much and I was missing music in a live environment and I just wanted to make a song that captures the feeling of like when you're on a dance floor actually funnily enough like I pitch festival was the one that was like Mm, in my mind. And I was thinking about that feeling when you're on a dance floor and you're like with your friends and you're all just like having a sick one and you just look around at all your friends and you just go, yes, you know, like, yes, that's the feeling. So I decided to put that in a song. Mm.
0: Yeah. And I love that, like, right at the end as well, there's like
3: one final yes right yes. at the end. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. yeah. When you do yeah. your live show, do you do the yes live? yes.
0: <laughs> I... Should we just ask her questions? No, questions? Yeah. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because that is just the way that I say yes and sometimes I'll, I'll do it exactly like that and I'm like that's such that's my personal law like that really just that just mm. yeah um but yeah no I do do it live I've actually I've started doing this thing live because I've got the recordings of when I was trying to get the right yes and so I've got like Yes, 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 yes. And I've got it all set up oh on like God, a little pad so I can be like, yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. <laughs> the it's, yes medley. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah the remix. <laughs> mm. Are we going to have more yeses and more Pretty Girl tunes?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're speaking to like an AI. Like.
0: Yeah. Oh, what are your thoughts on using AI in electronic music?
2: Um, I think... I personally don't use it, but I know that there are really, really good tools. Mm. Um, My opinion's been changed on AI recently. I now see it as like a great tool um, that you can use to save time um, and you can use to help you through creative blocks. I don't think AI is ever going to be able, well, I mean, touch wood, but I don't think AI is ever going to be able to make real music. Mm. You know, I think that there's something that people can, like there's something so inexplicable about genuine music that people can recognise, like it's n- you're never able to explain it but you know when something's real, you can really feel it in the song and I just don't, I don't think AI can replace that. Mm. I mean, I don't know, but I hope Anything's not. Anything's possible.
0: <laughs> no, the reason I ask is because like, I did a lot of research on AI when we when interviewed Grimes, which mm-hmm. we have on, this, on the last podcast episode. Go listen. Um, and obviously, she's a big advocate for AI. And like yeah. one of the things she's been saying is like she's happy for other artists to like use AI replicas of her, her voice, voice and yeah. it to be like a Grimes collaboration, mm. which is a I big thing to sick. say.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I I heard Kato Cato's um, Kato made a song using the mm. Grimes AI, um, and I was I was very intrigued by that. I think it's I think it's really cool yeah I mean like to be honest I don't really want to get too deep in this because I'm going to reveal how unknowledgeable I am about AI but safe space babe okay cool
0: look I don't my vibe is it's AI is cool with me there you go yeah what about people using your yes made via AI Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No,
2: that's, it's, actually, I should copyright it. That's my thing. Mm. Don't use it.
0: (laughs) I'm generally just, it's really interesting. We'll see how it unfolds over the next few years. Like, honestly, I don't know.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: I just want to quickly just go back to Australia. Yeah. take Let's, let's travel across what the Atlantic? No. Pacific? Like all of the world. The world. All of the world. Yeah. We're going to travel. Because <laughs> I went to Australia for the first time <laughs> yes. in March. And Katie, you're potentially going hopefully soon. Crossed. And because it's so far away, like I honestly don't, didn't even I had no like I, I like to, like, approach things with, like, zero expectation just Good. to, like, experience it in the most, like, pure form in that moment. And honestly, like, I was so struck by how passionate, knowledgeable and receptive the crowds were. And, like, even places, like, I went to Adelaide and I was like, I don't even know where Adelaide is. And I played at a <laughs> festival and it was, like, incredible. And the crowd were, like, like, sat down at the front, like, waiting for me to start and then... It, it wasn't. I was like, "This is insane!" Like, yeah, people yeah. really care and and mm. pitch pitch near Melbourne. Like, I've had so. I've got even my water bottle. Oh my god, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> um, love that. I'd heard a lot about pitch, but again, I was like, I don't really know what it's like. Mm. And like, y- you guys love dance music. We love like love it from the headsy stuff to the house, like techno, like DMB, like the Aussie scene. Yeah, is. It's, there's a lot going on. And then the context of us talking about a lot of you guys coming over to Europe and the mm. UK. Like, yeah, what, like, how, for you, someone who's from Melbourne and from Australia, like, how is the scene
2: developing?
0: Um, it's
2: like, it's a really enthusiastic scene for sure. Mm. I think like electronic music, like it's become a such an important part of a lot of like young people's lives, obviously, because like, you know, you go out and have fun when you're young. And a lot of that is like soundtracked by electronic music. Like that's the sort of main soundtrack these days. Mm. Um, and so I think, yeah, we just love it. Everyone's just so into it. Like it's, I, I just, when I would say like socially, like how it's like a big thing socially is like a lot of social, socializing, like will revolve, revolve around electronic music, you know, like going out or just, it's just like such a common topic. Um yeah, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does make okay, sense. Okay, cool. And I, I feel like because because you are so far away, like you like you might think, oh, maybe they're a, a little bit behind and stuff. But like some, I was literally playing like stuff I would play here in the yeah. UK, and you were like not you well maybe I don't know but like <laughs> the Australian crowds were like
3: really really into it yeah yeah definitely I loved seeing all of the signs as well oh at pitch yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the doof- we call them nice. doof sticks nice yeah doof
2: stick. and so you can like find your friends but I do have to say we've gone a little bit too far because now you can't even work out which doof stick is from your friends mm. because there's just a million
0: yeah (laughs) there's some interesting ones cat again was a a personal favorite also cat has also made it over
3: to australia yeah nice yeah a
0: giant horse someone uh
2: that was good to be honest as someone who's been to pitch like four times yeah the cat the cat puns have got to stop they're 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 literally all what's
3: on your thef stick I've never had a dipstick. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> I like the ones that are like silly things. Like there was one, like, I think someone did like a BDSM Peppa Pig a couple <laughs> years ago. Or like, I've even seen some beautiful ones. Like there was one um, sign. I actually wasn't at the festival, but I saw a photo of it that said, welcome to this moment. We're so glad that you're here. Aww. Stuff like that. I love Aww, that. Makes that's that's cute. Cute.
3: Yeah. I saw right. a terrible one at Glastonbury, <laughs> which was... um a ticking, it was like a clock and it said Monday is coming. Uh, and I was like, my, that is the worst. Oh my God, that's triggering. triggering. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. me But I saw a great one which said, um, play the Glee version, you coward. I like that <laughs> one. <laughs> I like that one.
2: Very there was great. one, there was one that I saw um, as well on the internet that was like a, just a giant mirror and it said, you fucking Drago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God. That's bad. That was really stressful. <laughs> Um, okay, and um, because you are Australian, um, I'm just gonna like play you a sound. Okay, and you just gotta tell me what comes to your mind when you hear this. Oh, yes, okay. I love I'm this. literally just gonna play it okay. to the to the microphone. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get one second of it. Okay? Yeah. Could be anything. Yeah. All right. Natural reaction ready. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. That was
2: the greatest song that's ever been made out of Australia, for sure.
3: Okay. Yeah. Mm. You're speaking to the right person right yeah. now. That is yeah. the right
2: answer. I was obsessed with the Veronica's when I was in year one. So when I was six, I had their Secret okay. Life album. Yes. I, I'm i familiar with the album. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, the Veronica's were a cultural reset for sure.
0: And I feel like Untouched, like it, it was a cultural reset when it came out. Because it was two thousand seven when it came mm. out, and over here came it like reached the UK in two thousand nine, right? And that's when I became a super Veronica's fan. Yeah, and I feel like now it's really interesting, like with naughty's pop in general, because now obviously it's been twenty years or so, like mm. in terms of the Norties Webber. Like it's now like kind of ironic slash kind of cool again to like play slash no, listen to this. So like when I now because I have. I've been looking for a good Veronica's remix for since 2009. Yeah. Found it when I went to Perth in March. I was at um what festival was it? Can't remember. Anyway, I saw Godlands and was playing back to back with someone. And it was just there, do having a little dance. And then the violins come in for Untouched. And oh I was God. like, okay, this is a lot. Like, I'm in Australia. I can hear the Veronica's. And then it's like the first like minute of the tune is just the tune. And then it like goes into this DMB drop and it's just like insane. And it's Godland's mm. own edit. And that's the first time I've heard a really good remix of it. When I was like, okay. And now I
3: literally have to play it in my sets <laughs> for at
0: the end. People are requesting it now. If they don't have Veronica's, people get upset.
3: True. Mm. Yeah. I feel like you really played that down then when you were like, yeah, I'm familiar. When you had an entire, Jaguar had an entire Facebook album where every single (laughs) photo was captioned with a different Veronica's (laughs) lyric. And you're like, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the Veronica's. Yeah, you you played that very Literally like, I'm like the biggest mega fan to ever. I don't know what, I don't, Okay, okay,
0: right. Okay, this is this is the truth. I don't know what happened in 2009, but I just became <laughs> obsessed with the Veronica's like I could tell you Basically their entire discography if you want to if you wanted that from me <laughs> okay. right now, I could give that to you What was your favorite song off the secret life album? I do like I could get used to this. Yeah, I do not like secret uh, How does secret go again? <laughs> Can you sing it? Um, fuck fuck it's got the lyric, because I always thought you were gay. Uh, I never at you, you that way. way. Yeah, I got not thing, sorry. Because I always thought, thought you were gay. Yeah, that's not, no. it ain't right. But yeah. I do think Forever, their debut single yes is good. But, but it's but not I their best song. I don't think it's their best song. I would have to agree. Okay, what, yeah. what are your favourite Veronica songs? Um,
2: I... Oh, damn. I Could Get Used to This has to be up there. It's cute, isn't it? Um. Revolution, yes. Revolution, track four on that album was incredible. Um, I also, there was Nobody Wins, <gasps> that Nobody one
0: wins. that
2: was oh, yeah. that broke my heart, yeah, when I was a child. You know, I actually listened to that the other day, yeah, it's a bit of a
0: bad day. It's oh, yeah, the strings, this, all of <laughs> it, I just, I love it. They're good with their strings, obviously and obviously, untouched and Hope Me Up is their second album, yes. Hook Me Up is actually the first Veronica's track that went to number one. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I didn't love Hook Me Up as much as I loved Untouched. What, as an album? Uh, no, the single. Oh, sorry. As okay. a single, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Untouched is just like, it's just a perfect song. It's like mm. Toxic by Britney Spears. Like mm. every every five or so years, maybe not every five years, maybe every two years, a pop song comes around that's just perfect, mm. you know? Like it just takes all the boxes, it's it's its own world and that will just go on for the rest of history.
0: I agree. Mm. I think that's true. And like seeing Untouched, like I know like Veronica's is still doing like a lot of festivals in Australia and they've I've seen these like circles of death like in the crowd, like when Untouched comes on, these like oh, mosh proper pit. like mosh pits yeah. which, to Untouched. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that? I it just—it's a song that just does things to you, mm. you know. No, I'm, I'm really glad that we had this moment because <laughs> I love that you could tell me that "Revolution" was track four on the first album. So,
2: yeah, Thanks I can't. The only one. I What's track two on the album?
0: Oh my god! Oh, everything I'm not.
2: Oh my, god. oh my god, that is a—that's a banger. banger.
0: Mm. She was tearing us
2: apart. Yeah.
0: Yes. I think Honestly. bring back rock pop
2: maybe that's the next thing (laughs) yeah because there was like i yeah i'm a really big fan of it there was that the um young lean song with fk twigs have you heard it
0: i don't know
2: that's kind of rock poppy and that goes it's so good i'll send it to you scissor has
3: a couple of like kind of rock pop that f2f song which i think was written with lizzo i want to say sick it's a banger. It's a proper, proper banger. I'll send it to you.
0: Please do. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: okay. Well, we've done Veronica's Big Tick. Are we going to get a Pretty Girl Veronica's Remix? Sounds Maybe, like it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. I think yeah. Strictly First Album. though. I get
3: you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Let's move back to the current. Sorry. I could I could do that no, all day? I literally so could, but I went. Um, so you're coming to your to the end of your time living in London. Um. Well, I'm well, kind of halfway now. Okay. Halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway.
2: Because we've extended a little bit, love that. Um, but yeah, I bet the intense part is over like, of, of touring.
0: Yeah, you've you've have been so busy, so busy. are, yeah. you, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You seem actually like very.
2: Okay. Yeah, I um well, I mean, I've just I've just had a holiday, which I think I really needed. Um, like when I was away, I didn't listen to any music. Mm-hmm. Um. And I barely spoke about music. I didn't... I answered, like, just the most important emails, but I didn't go on social media. Great. And I just needed to... Because I think the music world can be very all-encompassing and it you don't notice until you're... Like, you don't notice that you're burning out until you're, you're burnt out, basically. Um, and I was just, like, I was just getting a bit, like, I don't want to listen to music ever. Mm. Like, before I went on holiday, like, I just there was just so much music in my life all day, every day. And I was like, I, if I, I can't listen to drums anymore. Like it's just, (laughs) everything is just like irritating me. Um, but I think I actually handled it better than I thought I would. Like the first month of touring. Cause it was like the first show, the first show I did was just one in the weekend. And that was the Love Saves Today in Bristol. And then from there it was like every weekend, like at least three shows, like three different countries, like, so much travel um and then during the week I was like coming back to London hitting sessions straight away like trying to like trying to like pump out my new EP um and I think I just I just went in a little bit too hard mm. yeah I'm, I I do that a lot like I I'll um just get over excited and go in and just like um push myself really hard and then I'll burn out and then have to come to terms with it.
0: It's easy to do.
2: So easy to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, how do you kind of recover when you are feeling burnt out? Yeah.
2: I think one <clears throat> thing I have, one thing that I, like my strategy to deal with it now is I just need to completely switch off. Like I can't, I need to set aside a, maybe a, depending on like a day, a half day of, you know, a week, whatever, as long as like, depending on the severity of the burnout. Um, but I have to just do nothing. And not even like, oh yeah, I'll just like do an email here and there, or like, oh, I'll just, I'm, I'm just listening to my demos. Mm. I'm not actually doing anything. I need to just pretend I am not a musician.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I, I like just don't listen to anything to relax because
2: yeah, you like, can't. Sometimes I just can't fully.
0: Mm. Silence mm-hmm.
2: is amazing. <laughs> it is,
0: isn't it? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah, I saw you played psycholoco. I did DC Ten yes. Ibiza. Yes, that is like a, a big, a big one to do. It's like a big bucket list moment for yeah. a DJ. It was pretty epic. Yeah, I have to say,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, I loved it. Like, uh, the DC Ten, the club is just fantastic. Mm. A really like unique clubbing experience. Um, and like the crowd is really receptive, and the whole thing was just it was awesome.
0: And did you spend much time in Ibiza? Did you get to experience the island at all? we meant to but we ended up staying
2: till daylight at the club so um, easy to do (laughs) but we did we got out the next day and saw a bit of the old town nice that was that was really really beautiful um and we were staying on the like around talamanca like on the oh it's my favorite bit it was so favorite place to stay gorgeous yeah Yeah, I thought it was gonna be because I'm kind of the same as you like I'll go in with no expectations Mm. like I didn't even know what Ibiza would look like and I got there and I was like Beautiful.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, get why people come here. Are you a sea swimmer? Do you like to go in the sea?
2: I'm really scared of the ocean. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. If I can't touch the bottom, I'm freaking out.
1: Okay. Basically.
2: Um, but I do, I like to look at it. <laughs> and I like to, I like to go in until like up to my neck and then I kind of, I yeah, I'll okay. start screaming, yeah.
0: Fair enough. But no sharks here?
2: No sharks? No sharks. Do you have sharks in Melbourne? Some, I mean... Not really. Okay. None. None. I think we do have some species of sharks, but no great whites or anything like aggressive. I don't actually know why I'm scared of deep water. Mm. I I think it's just not knowing what's down there.
0: Yeah. I like to wear those little shoes. Those little swimming shoes. Oh, little jelly shoes. (laughs) 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 Uh that's cute. (laughs) No, they're like proper like wetsuit. Yeah, the booties. You know, serious
3: adult shoes. Oh, okay. Shoes, not jelly serious. shoes. Yeah,
0: water shoes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's me and my jelly shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bucket <laughs> and spades.
2: Yeah. I like wearing
3: Crocs. I wore, I mm. went swimming when I was
2: in um, Portugal and I wore my Crocs into the water. And I reckon that's the best way to
0: do it because there's pebbles. And like, Right? I've mm, been to Brighton Beach. No, not Could yet. That's very Oh,
2: you
3: need to go. You need to True. Go to okay,
2: I will. But also, like, in Australia, like, you might step on, like, a stonefish or, like... yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's not that dangerous.
3: Like... You won't. You won't die. I get really paranoid talking to Australian people about dangerous animals (laughs) because I'm one of the stupid English people who fell for that whole like drop bears thing. Yeah. Yeah? And now I'm like, I get really nervous when people bring up dangerous animals in Australia because I feel like a stonefish, you might have just made that up or it might be real. No, that's real. Okay. I'll watch out for them then.
2: (laughs) I have like a weird relationship with talking about how dangerous Australia is because I'll be talking to people and be like, guys, it's normal. But then I'll Remember that there it it is really dangerous and it there are lots of dangerous animals. Oh my god! Um,
0: but not in the cities. All right. Well, we're coming towards the end, but like in terms of you, like where where is all this going, pretty girl? Where do you want to take this? It's a good question because I've been thinking about that recently.
2: Because mm. I like I think what pushed me towards my goal of you know playing. Like, for a long time, like, my goal was literally, like, play at pitch. And now, like, I, I did that this year and I've been sort of wondering, like, damn, like, what's next? Because that that dream for me to play at pitch, like, although it feels, you know, small to me now. Um, not small, but you know what I mean? Like, I, it feels completed to me now. Yeah. And especially given, like, the scope of the industry that, like, I've been exposed to at this point. Like, that, the dream of playing at pitch, like, propelled me through, like, years covid full-time job like having a full-time job like you know lots of adversity and like you know feeling like I'd failed and just all this stuff like that that one specific thing like pushed me so much And now I've gotten there I'm kind of like I'm not sure if I will find that that like pure you know that dream ever again you know because that was also like driven by like me having no idea how anything works Mm. um so I'm kind of so at the moment, I'm actually like soul searching a little bit and I'm trying to get back to like that, that attitude of like believing in my destiny and mm. the, the spiritual aspect of music and remembering why I love it so much. Mm. Like that's, that's really, that's it's, it's a really interesting
0: on. one. And thanks for like being honest about that because like, I've definitely had that, at many different points and Mm. it's like you have this like one goal like for me mine was like being on on BBC Radio 1 that was like my goal and like something I wanted to do for so long and like eventually after like knocking on all these doors and doing all this stuff I I got there and like started doing my radio show and was like so happy and then it's like you get to that point and then you like settle into it and then you look around and you're like oh shit I'm here like this is what was like my daily motivation for years yeah, yeah, and then you get there and then you have to like reassess almost definitely and think what do I want to do next or like you're, you might feel differently about certain things once you you've do. achieved them
2: yeah you fully do mm. and then it's, it's it's it is like it's a intimidating thing to come to terms with because it's like where to now you know or like so something I even, like, I, I do talk myself out of this, but sometimes I'm like, do I love it? Mm. Like, do I still love it? And, like, I think that's something that a, a lot of artists, like, I actually spoke to a lot of artists at Glastonbury about this. And, like, I think a lot of people are in the same space where it's like, you know, you dream about this for so, so long and then you get there and you're confronted with, you know, maybe some not as fun realities of the job, like being tired all the time mm. and, you know... um, not being normal which Mm. I think is one thing that I struggle with you know like I want to I just sometimes I just want to like hang out with my friends and like like be able to um like have a partner that I live near or like do you know what I mean like yeah I don't know where I'm going with this
0: no it's a weird one I think it's it's just something to be aware of and like I don't know I've just found taking time and like having like like going on holiday or like having a break or having a hobby that isn't music like Mm. I've got really into reading and boxing yeah um and like those are two different things completely that are and I can escape you have to still
2: be a normal person underneath it
0: I think that's the thing is like the
2: job can be so consuming Mm. especially like when your social circle starts to become like a very um music centric yeah and, like, everything you're doing is always music. Like, I wake up and I'm I'm working all day and then I'm, like, on social media and then I'm talking to people and it's just music, 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 music. Mm. And I, like, I think I've... Like, this is actually what I'm writing my next EP about is, like, I'm trying to remember who I am. And, like, I'm trying to get back to, like, why I do this, why I love music, like, why what it was about music that made me give up on having a different career or, like,
3: that made me go in this direction, mm. like... Yeah, because I guess you're also trying to juggle a lot of, like, the business side of it as well. And, like, obviously yeah. you have a team around you, but you're still trying, like, you're not just doing the thing you love. You're also trying to balance and juggle, like, all the other elements that come with it, I guess.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that and that can also take away from, like, the the fun of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, the, the artistry of it. Like, I don't, I, like, deleted um the, like, Spotify for Artists app off my phone today, and like, I don't look at things like I don't want to look at stuff that makes me anxious about, mm. you know, how things are performing or whatever. Because I think that that honestly makes me make shit music. Wow. Like, when I'm thinking about, like, oh, how's this going to do? And like, oh, what playlist is this going to be in? And like, is this going to, mm. like, having expectations for how my music is going to go? It just makes me like get so in my head and I'm not, I'm not. Like when I made Sun Phase, I was that was just me, my laptop. Like I was just trying to create a feeling, and I had no expectations at all. But then I think to to be really honest, like my last EP, like I think I did get dragged down a little bit with, with just anxieties about mm. how things were gonna how it was gonna work out. And I think that it made me maybe like overproduce some songs. Like some songs have too many ideas, or you know, some songs are. I had a really good idea to start with. And then the idea I finished with was like completely different. So I think that like the ne- this and going back to like when I said, I've learned a lot to take into the next yeah. one. I, I know this next one, I'm just going like no thoughts, just vibes, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. trying to find an emotion and trying to get that out and make it into a song. Cause yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so much stuff that you're exposed to like when you're trying to create Like you actually have to create an inner, like you have to have a filter and protect your inner world, Mm. because otherwise it's just there's so much stuff that is so it's so detrimental to making good music,
3: you know.
0: Yeah, and I guess so much of it now is like so like metric oriented and like numbers, and you can and yeah, you can literally see it, and just because one song has however many views or got supported by this dj or Mm -hmm. played on the radio like who's to say that's for that reason it's better than this tune exactly yeah exactly that's really good that you've deleted the the thing and like and the spotify for artists and you're gonna just trying to like not care about the other stuff because i think that's when you make the most pure music you just don't care you just do it because you want to put that out there you want to make that
2: well this is like one thing that i've noticed as well about like a lot of artists that I listen to is like for a lot of artists like their first release is the best release Mm. you know because I think it's just you're just pure you're just Mm. expressing who you are you're just it's just you and exactly what you want to make and that's never been it's never been contaminated (laughs) with like any desire other than to make music um or to make you know like your music that says that is you So, yeah, I'm just trying to, like, distill
0: that. I'm trying to get back to that. And that's where I'm at. Fair. I mean, I'm really excited for you. I think, like, also don't forget to, like, look back at, like, you said your your dream was to play a pitch and you've done that and so much more and, like. You've literally moved across the side, the other side yeah, of the what world, the hell? and like this is amazing. So don't forget <laughs> yeah. to let that sink in as well. For sure. You know? Yeah, I think like reflecting
2: is such an important part mm-hmm. of the artist process, and like, um, I try to do that a lot. And like, this is like one thing. Like when I, like it's one thing my manager tells me to do heaps. Is like when I get anxious about like you know stuff not working yeah. out of the future or whatever, she just tells me to um, think about all the like all the insane things that have happened to me already and like all the opportunities I've had and it makes me so grateful and it does take away the anxiety about the future because I'm like damn like I I don't even care Mm -hmm. like of course I care about how my career goes and like I care about things you know I care about being able to do this um but when I think about like everything I've been able to do previously I'm like damn yeah that's amazing so happy
3: yeah, 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 you should be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. you, yeah, I no, think I social am. media makes it harder as well, for sure. Because you're just yeah, in sure. a constant, like, comparison. It. It's and, the and, like,
0: worst. And But we spend yeah. so much, like, I spend so much time.
3: Yeah. Oh, I think you true. have to
0: genuinely not care about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I used to have so much fun on social media. Mm, like, yeah. I used to just be posting and I would just post whatever I want yeah. and I wouldn't care. And it would just be, like, an epic fun time. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to stop caring. And I'm just going to post whatever I want, you know, like obviously within, within reason. Um, but
3: yeah. I think people like to see that now as well. Cause yeah. I yeah. think people are getting sick of seeing like super polished
0: Definitely. stuff sure. all the time, especially from like
3: artists. I mm. think it's always fun to see like people let loose a little bit and just. Definitely. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think
2: like it's, it, uh, um, what's the word? Like coming to terms with your relationship with social media is important as an artist. Like, you have to work out, like, where your boundaries are Mm. um, and, like, sort of what you're willing to... what you're willing to share with the world what you're not and, like, how much you're willing to let it into your space. Um, But, yeah, I'm trying to just create a bit of, like, mental... a bit of a mental boundary between me and social media. Does having an alias
3: help that a little bit as well? Like, do you feel like... I've actually never thought about that Mm.
2: but uh, yeah a little bit Mm. yeah like not it not being me me
3: doing it. Do you feel like a separation between like you and Pretty Girl or do this is what I'm
2: trying to work out okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah I do in in some ways yeah yeah I do feel like I've sort of left the me like Amelia behind a bit in the past couple years um, so I'm sort of trying to like re- retrace my steps a bit and come back to that. Um, yeah. But I think that I think that's a pretty common feeling.
0: I mean, life is literally quite the roller coaster. Yeah. And quite the journey. Life is quite the it really is. I've learned that in my late twenties. I'm like, oh my I god. I
3: had climb by Miley Cyrus playing in my that's head. That's it. It's the, a climb. the, it's the climb. humans. Yeah. Look, life is a mess.
2: <laughs> also, life is such a mess, but it also has some really good bits. hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And to leave this podcast on a positive, um, we ask all of our guests this. Um, this is Utopia Talks. You might also notice mine and Katie's amazing tattoos. Yes, uh, I've been looking. I actually do have one here if you want one. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to give it to you like on the podcast record, but is that a bit hectic?
3: <laughs> it might be a it's bit, bit hectic. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to slide yeah. it across okay, the table because I can't really. Depends <laughs> whereabouts you want it. <laughs> um, I'll have to think. Yeah, I don't want it like on my. On the neck,
0: <laughs> there Nice, yeah. My favourite thing about these tattoos is at, we had a residency in Brixton this summer. Mm. And just like, I was literally there like with my little sponge and mortar, like, tattooing people. Nice. I was doing people's faces, doing the arms, like, groups of girlies. It's a real, like, I feel like a lot of people have had these tattoos now. It's like this weird cult we're in. So. I like it. Yeah, it feels kind of, like, tribal. Mm. Like I've got you know, one like for you as well, Shelley. People. Don't you worry. Don't yeah, you worry. I'm
2: thinking I don't have any tattoos up there, maybe oh yeah maybe I kind of like that yeah uh, I do
0: okay okay fab um, so now you've got a tattoo yep. what is your utopia whoa um, it's a big one so so this is about like talking about getting to a space where it could be whatever you want it to be everyone's free everyone's happy equality you the last person we asked this to was Grimes and um, she actually said she doesn't believe in utopia so, so. that was her answer the first thing
2: that came to into my mind was like, like this, it's so dumb because it's not it at all. But you know, when Boy and Lavagirl and they go to like dessert land or whatever. <laughs> okay. Like I'm, I was, when someone says utopia, I literally just think about like buildings made out of chocolate and like ice, like Charlie
0: and the Chocolate Factory. Oh nice. Yeah, nice. No, that's not how I feel. <laughs> or like, what well, is it? Ice Cream Mountain and Rugrats. Yeah.
2: Something the chocolate like that. River, like everything like. being made out of mm. lollies. That's what I think. That's but, great.
0: No, but that's it's gingerbread just, how
2: it's just not how I actually feel. <laughs> um, my utopia would be where teleporting exists. Nice. So I can go on tour and then go home for dinner. Would yeah. be sick. And then obviously tubes, not a problem. <laughs> Nothing would ever be a problem, actually, because you could just
3: teleport. Mm, a couple um, of chocolate rivers.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something made out of
0: lollies. <gasps> Wouldn't have to go on national rail. If you could teleport. Exactly.
2: Okay. This is what I'm telling (laughs) you. Yeah. Yeah. You could could do that much. It would would just be so great. Um, So teleporting exists. We live in like small, tight-knit communities. Um, That's a big one for me. I think that that's what we're really missing in the modern age. Mm. No one has any debt. That would be pretty sick. No one has any debt. I think those Um, are great. I think those are great. Yeah. But the number one thing is teleporting. Yeah. I, that's in my utopia we're teleporting
3: sick yeah well there you go teleport me there right now yeah mm. hell yeah let's
0: do it <laughs> pretty girl thank you so much for coming to the podcast thank you Jagger and enjoy the rest of your time in the UK thank and you. I hope we can do this again soon this has been really yeah, fun yeah it's been so fun I'll see you around Definitely. Yeah, definitely love you okay
1: thank love you, you. bye Yay. bye Utopia Talks is a Stack Production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.